It's hump day, y'all, here on Wonder, Wonder, Repeat. <laughs> so we're here with Andrea Amos, and we are going to talk about this lady's upcoming major lifestyle change, one that I'm pretty jealous of, so stay tuned. days I'm gonna get that changed to where my pink jeep my pink jeep is still not made that intro we've been so busy lately you need to get that pink jeep on there it's so cute <laughs> I love it it's so much fun so how are you doing on this fine Wednesday afternoon <laughs> I'm doing wonderful we got our countdown going so it's uh it's coming up quick okay so tell everybody about this countdown what is going on in the life of you well uh in the in the short uh, we are moving to Costa Rica. So we wanted a completely different lifestyle change. And uh, we've been doing the overlanding thing, um, not full time, but uh, um, as much as we possibly can, which I think a lot of people are in this world the last three years. For sure. And now we decided to make the jump and head to Costa Rica and make that our base camp and then do some exploring in Central and South America. That's incredible. So have you been exploring north america a whole lot like that what what was just i mean have you been doing this all your life like someone doesn't just jump into south america and costa rica i mean i guess you could but well i, I i'm not gonna date myself but um <laughs> it started it really started I, I think a lot of it happens whenever we're young right we're highly influenced mm -hmm. by our parents and my dad's always been a uh, a traveler and uh, when I was tiny, I don't even remember. The only memory I have is eating ramen noodles. We had a Volkswagen camper <laughs> van when I was three years old. Those we are awesome. With, yeah, we went up the, and it's the OG camper van too, in the OG years. <laughs> that long ago. But I remember three, three, four years old, we went up the entire East Coast, up into Canada and back, and took a couple of months. And the only thing I remember is eating dinner, and we had ramen noodles that night. And... <laughs> And you were living the dream. Yeah, I got in trouble because I was eating my ramen noodles like the long way. It was, <laughs> um, and then uh, and then my dad and I took a cross country trip on my twelfth birthday on a motorcycle, and that was a what? lot of fun. Yes, we so went. like on the back of the motorcycle, you you rode across country. Yeah, my dad had like a nineteen, I think it was a nineteen eighty two Honda Silverwing, and not the Goldwing couldn't afford the gold wing, got the silver wing. And we uh, went across, across uh, the South and then over to the West coast. So it was, it was a pretty cool adventure. And then from there, uh, I grew up with, uh, I had, I had, I, I grew to have my own motorcycle and went across country twice. And then on my own with my own bike and uh, wow. then got into four wheeling, like, rock crawling the real hard stuff and yeah. built some buggies um in a past life and worked with a lot of jeeps and things like that and now in my current life <laughs> we've evolved to having a toyota 4runner and um are enjoying that it's a little bit more um luxurious i guess and we're not quite as hard on the rock crawling there she is that's yeah. it. 
Let's talk about your rig because I got to see this at the Lady Overlander Radio Retreat. And that's actually where I met you for the first time. Mm-hmm. And you were pretty badass. Like, I love your rig and how you've outfitted it. So this is, tell us about the year and the make and what all you've done to it. So it's a 2019 Toyota 4Runner. Uh, I had a little BMW M3 and traded it for this. And <laughs> I I, I I grow and love and appreciate all vehicles. So no matter yeah. what kind of vehicle it is, um, this was earlier on the picture that's up right now. Um, that's when we still had our soft top um, and before we had our big awning. Um, so we we've lovingly named our forerunner Bluebell, um, mine and my husband, and uh, we've done you a can lot kind of to see the blue right there. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. Like some of these pictures, it's really hard to tell. She's yeah. blue, but blue. You can see uh, it up on the front. Oh, right there, the front. Yeah, right. yeah just, some, just that little spot. The little peak between the mud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we we uh, we put an old man emu kit on it um, with the regular springs. And the second thing we put on it was the ARB bumper and quickly realized we needed more heavy-duty springs. So we switched out for the heavy-duty springs. Um, and then we put the Dobbinson MRR um, suspension system on it. And mm-hmm. it is... You know, my husband had to really talk to me about it because it's a lot of money. And Dobinson's uh, not cheap. Yeah. And it is amazing. The ride is cush. Like, I feel like I'm in a Cadillac in that thing. It's so nice. I don't even know that lifestyle coming out of a Jeep. Oh, man. It's nice. <laughs> and then we, um, uh, we did, we, we went through four different rooftop tents okay. uh, before we found one that we really loved. Um, we've gone through three awnings and um landed on the 180 awning uh mm-hmm. we had a 240 but uh unfortunately with the the bat wing going across the back uh whenever you lifted up the back hatch it hit it so gotcha. um we switched it to a 180. So, um, you know, so you now have the eye camper with the is that the 230 or which awning do you have on there yeah that's the 2.0 okay. so um it's not the the lowest eye camper yeah um, i had the 2.02 yeah, and I love it. Love I do too. It. It's the it's the bigger one, so it's got the king size bed in it, and it's, it's super comfy. Um, we put the snorkel on. Um, mainly, you know, we went we 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 travel Arkansas the most. That's like our weekend getaways. And yeah. when it's dry, it's dusty, and our air filters are filling up so fast that uh, the snorkel really wasn't for necessarily water crossings, like a lot of people think. But dust. It was for, yeah, keeping the dust out. Yeah. And it's been fantastic. Um, we added on the back bumper a little bit later um, after we did those things. And um, it is a coastal off-road bumper. Um, my husband and his friend um, welded the pieces together. It came like 500 pieces. So, And I'm assuming this is the husband. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and I got the bumper put on. Um, gosh, we've done... Um, We've got just a Smitty built winch, um, mm-hmm. a good, good quality winch. We didn't feel like we needed to go super name brand or high end. Um, we've used it once. Right. So we have to pull that thing out and make sure that the, the cable's good and all that about every six months um, yeah. just to ma- maintain it. Um, what else? I have to say this view on Imogene is not typically what you see. No. This is, this is so cloudy that day. It, we couldn't see anything. Um, it actually <laughs> it actually hailed about five minutes, ten minutes before we took this picture. It was hailing. We so, have experienced that as well up there. Um, yeah. It was either hail or sleet. We were like not sure. 
<laughs> it was so crazy. It was so crazy, but um, it was a pretty cool experience. Um, one of the fun, one of the few trips that we've taken over there to Colorado. So it's great. Yeah, we love Colorado. We're actually leaving tomorrow. Oh, um, we're gonna be there until August the first. That's so, perfect. You're getting away from the hundred degree heat, girl. We we'll, <laughs> we just got back from Oregon at Expo Pacific Northwest, which, by the way, the Pacific Northwest has totally taken over what we think about anything like we love Colorado, but I think now the Pacific Northwest is huge for us. Um, it's just so beautiful there. Um, but we stepped out and Oh, it's so beautiful and green. Like everything's green. And that's Mm -hmm. just, but we stepped out in Oklahoma, like we were stopping to get gas and that was like one of our first, it was rough. Like we, it was like, we were like, can't breathe, you know, as soon as you stepped out and it was like a hundred and something degrees. And we, we questioned life choices at that point. (laughs) (laughs) We have not been outside hardly at all. We're, we're up between six and 9 a.m. doing some things on the forerunner outside. And then Mm -hmm. in the afternoon we're inside. It's just too hot. Oh girl. It is. It is. So, so do you and your husband have full-time jobs? Are y'all retired? What, how are y'all going to do this? Cause I know you sold everything, right? We have. Yeah. We, uh, I, I worked for, um, or Starbucks for almost six years Mm -hmm. and, um, was in, uh, retail before that fashion retail and then Harline and Softline. So have a lot of experience in the service industry. Um, you know, the last couple of years have just been tough. It's just been essential workers, coffee. We have to stay So um, it's been it's been a tough few years and um, we actually were going to make this a five year plan and and planning on doing this three years from now. But just with the stress of everything, um, we just sat down and really looked at our finances and said, I think we can do this now. And um, and so I um, I haven't been working since the beginning of June and it's been fantastic. (laughs) I thought by now I would kind of have a craving to want to go back or try to find something. It's not hit me yet. So yeah. I think we have a few more months left of recovery. And then uh, my husband, he's uh, he's a uh, uh, 100% disabled vet. Okay. So um, he does get a pension, and that's what we're planning on using to supplement our income. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's well, it. I'm super thankful for his service. I, I appreciate all that he has done. Um, and I hate that he was injured or that he's disabled, but hopefully he gets to enjoy life with you as to the fullest. Another reason why we wanted to do it early. Yeah. Before it, before age really set in. Oh yeah, for sure. So what made you choose Costa Rica? Oh, well, um, I have always had a fondness for Central and South America. Um, mm-hmm. Again, as, as I mentioned earlier, part of my, tra- part of my travels started early in my, um, in my childhood and my dad and I used to go to Mexico at Christmas time and not just the border, we would go really deep into Mexico. So I've been, I've been completely through the country two or three times on train and oh, wow. um, to experience the holidays there and, and just feel this really connectedness um, to the culture and the lifestyle there. And then I've had an opportunity to go to South America a couple of times traveling um, and uh, be be very close to the indigenous peoples in the Amazon jungle. And um, it's just an incredible experience. It's just a whole different type of lifestyle. Um, My husband, on the other hand, grew up um, uh, as a missionary child. And so he lived in Costa Rica for a year and a half uh, as a child. And then they moved to Uruguay 
in South America for three or four years. And then when he was in the army, he served in Panama for two years. Okay. So he's pretty fluent in Spanish and same thing. Like the Latin culture always um, calls him and um, it tends to be, be something that he's drawn to. So um, between the two of us, uh, it was just a natural stepping off point that felt Mm -hmm. as close to comfortable as it would be in your native country. Um, to be in a Latin America country. So that's why we picked Costa Rica. That's awesome. And it's kind of, it's kind of a great relocation for you to be able to have that as your home base and to travel around. It is so great. Same time zone as the U S. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about jet lag or anything like that. Um, It's a three and a half hour flight from Houston and it's, it's easy. Yeah. I mean, we can we're, we can head north and travel the Central American countries. We can hit south. Um, we have some connections in Panama. Um, there's an overland bound group there, and um, they help with shipping of uh, your your um, your vehicles to get across the Darien Gap. And so we're already in contact with them, and That's so awesome. um, it'll be easy to get over to Colombia to uh, to go to Central or to go to South America. So yeah, I was going to ask, how do you get? Do you put your vehicle on a shipper, and then just you've sold everything? So are you planning on purchasing a house there? Um, I know you said that you have a home base. Um, how? What are all the logistics there? So we have um, we have a home in Costa Rica already. We purchased it. I used one of my um, one of my old four hundred one ks. I cashed okay. it out. And the um, best way to use your money, right there. <laughs> and um, and we bought a we bought a house there. We bought it in twenty twenty of January of twenty twenty. So literally when everything went crazy. So, um, but we've been Airbnb at this whole time and it's been really successful. So we've been able to um, have some income coming in from that too, to, to sock back okay. um, for our funds. And then as we travel, as we go out long-term, our plans are to list it and continue to Airbnb it and have some additional income coming in to help gas or, um, or just to fund um, if we park in somebody's, yard the 10 yeah. bucks it cost or whatever it is so um i just to help supplement some of that so um and and we thought that would be a great yeah a great first first base that's awesome so what do the kids think like how old are your kiddos what is the transition for them going to be like because that's they haven't exactly grown up like you have i'm sure you know camping with you guys but not traveling like that that's going to be a pretty big adjustment it, it is. Um, it's so interesting because we're in, um, my husband and I are in that gap um, age group. So all of our parents are still alive and we have all of our kids. And so we're getting both sides. <laughs> our parents are like, are you crazy? What are you thinking? And then our kids are actually really supportive. <laughs> yeah, they want to travel. Yeah, they're um, our youngest. Our youngest is 14 and she's planning on going with us and okay. going to live uh, live a completely different life. And she's really doing a wonderful job embracing it. I was was a little worried because she's going to be a freshman next year, but um, we found a great school for her to go to. And um, it's uh, four days a week. Like, Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. And it's an accredited school that is recognized by the U.S. So her diploma oh, okay. 
the U.S. too. So it'll give her two two different countries where she's getting her diploma in. Um, and th they're happy. Um, our next oldest child, she's 19. She literally just moved out of the house 19 days ago. <laughs> oh, my. Mama here is dealing with her. Being that. And, um, and getting her settled. And then we have um, our next oldest daughter. She's 21. And she's been out of the house for about a year and a half now. So it's a little easier. But um, I think she's the one that's having the hardest time because she's very family focused um, and oriented. So, you know, she's wanting to get our family pictures done and, and do some good memories and things like that. And then um, our oldest is 23 and he's in Tennessee. Um, and he's been there for about three or four years and um, um, has, he's got his own life really established. So it's not as big of a deal to him. <laughs> as it is yeah. <laughs> and he's a boy. So sometimes they don't really, they're like, sounds cool, yeah. mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. I I can imagine it must be pretty difficult because you've been like there for your kiddos the whole time. And then you leaving them one, whenever they leave you, it's just like, that's the part of, you know, life. They go out and discover their own paths. And, but whenever a parent chooses to make that decision, which me and Matt are going to be facing in three years, you know, leaving our kids as well to travel on the road full time, it's hard. Because especially on a mom's heart, because I'm a single, like I have sole custody of my daughter. Um, and so it's really hard knowing that you were that lifeline. Um, it's something that I think I wrestle with a lot and not so much um, Matt, because he, he is very much, you know, they can go stay in the dorms, you know, they get to experience that. And, but I, I'm still with the mom side of things where it's just kind of hard. I, I can't imagine. We've had some we've had some of those conversations. I actually think it's something that isn't talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times you'll see people that are full time overlanders, and um, typically what I see are younger generations, right? Right. 20, no 20 kids. Twenty somethings, no kids. Probably have his dog, you know, mm -hmm. and and they're they're just living their best life before they just kind of grow roots and settle down. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and for us, nowadays they choose a path where they don't want to have kids, you know, they just want to. Yeah. On their own. Yeah. And, um, that was actually our biggest, uh, my biggest struggle was, mm -hmm. um, was, was, you know, will, will my youngest want to go if she doesn't, will she feel like she, I'm forcing her to, mm -hmm. um, will, will our 19 year old that's was living in the house, um, now moving out on their own. Will they feel like we're abandoning them? Things like that. And the best thing that we've done is we've just had really open, honest conversation. I think it's kind of where the world is these days too. Um, you know, we, we talk about mental health all the time and that kind of thing, but yet we see so many parents that are just so unhappy because they're in this rut of, I have to keep making this money to provide things and stuff to my children and um that's what's going to make them happy and uh we actually went on a trip the whole family went on a trip we went over to spain and portugal uh, mm -hmm. early this year and whenever we were coming back i was just like i don't i cannot keep working like i'm working yeah 60 70 hours a week i just can't do it what if i took that 60 and 70 hours a week and put it back into working with my hands again or and or um 
thinking about map, map making and route making. And then how do I pour that time back into my children and, and being present for them? And um, with high blood pressure, um, anxiety, medication, all of that stuff, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be around for my kids. Yeah. So I'm going to have to, I have to pause and I really have to refocus on me in order to be better for them. And it sounds so ironic and we hear it all the time, but people, my friends that are in their forties are working their ass off. Yeah. And what are they working their ass off for? Yeah. We just, Girl, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head there. And that's like you said, a topic that people don't talk about is the mental health, even of parents. Like we are constantly striving and I think our kids see that. And I think that we want to teach them that that is not a life, you know, like providing them the basic necessities. We are so saturated by what we have in America. Like you can, you can go out of the country and see that. I mean, you've, you've traveled, I've been to Costa Rica and me and my daughter, we went on a cruise and I took her to, we went to Jamaica was one of the ports and, um, we, it's a pretty port, but it's not the greatest, of course. And so I chose to take her to an orphanage and we got to go and see how the kids and we got to take school supplies. And I think that was probably something that she got to learn from the most. It wasn't the swimming with the dolphins. It was seeing how blessed we are, you know, here. So, yeah, I, I do truly believe that, um, that traveling and experiencing other cultures is half of your education. Um, I mm-hmm. obviously I do believe in a, a structured education, but, um, man, you got to experience the cultures and you have to be able to yeah. understand them. This world is too small to not. Yeah. So, um, and you can read so much out of a book, but you will never get to know a person that way. Like you have to be in the trenches and beside them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, you hit those crossroads in life, right? So yeah. I'm hoping I'm, I'm doing what's best for my family and, and yeah. myself. Um, and so far it's been, it's been good. Like I've, I've worried more than I've needed to. Yeah. Well, I'm sure just, it's just a lot of unknowns right now. Like you, you, oh, I do have to ask you, how do you sell everything? Because there's things that like, like we're like we're gonna have to have a storage unit because I just can't part with some of these things. Girl, we got a storage unit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so at first we were like, no storage unit, not gonna have one. We're gonna get rid of this stuff. And and uh, we, so the first stage we sold our house, and so we 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 cleared everything out. We had an estate sale, and I would say eighty percent we sold or donated, and uh, and then we had a store, we had a five by 10 storage unit and it was pretty full. Most of it was saved for our, our daughter moving out. We, we kept like our dishes, our, um, glasses, utensils, silverware, pots, pans, things like that, that we knew she would need. We just kept that stuff to help her move out. And, uh, and, and now, now we're at the nitty gritty, right? So we're leaving on Monday and, we have so much stuff and I don't know. It's, it's, it's the things that I just struggle with. It's um, it's the girl's christening gowns um, or it's uh, it's that little, it's the little thing that they made for me for mother's day when they were five. And yeah. <laughs> it's those kinds of things. I'm like, Oh, I just, I can't, I can't get rid of it yet. Yeah. And um, 
um, those are the hard things. And even like, even like weird stuff, like, um, this sounds so crazy, but I'm I'm just making, I'm just keeping it real because I want people to hear this and, and hear that it's just a normal thing. Like your shampoo bottles, like, do you just throw out the half used shampoo bottle or does the person that wants to use everything up, (laughs) do they actually like, do you pack it and like carry that shit all the way over there? Like half across it's just it's those kinds of things that are so dumb and it seems so so small but it's crazy crazy. yeah I think of like blankets like you don't need a million and one blankets we have a million and one blankets at our house and I'm thinking but I have this really soft blanket and this other blanket so it's just little and picture frames like I'm looking at pictures around like like just things like that and I know I know you you said that you sold your house first. Did you have someone like come in and like do things for you or did you do it all yourself? Cause that, I think that would even be harder. Yeah. We, we actually, um, we hired an estate company to come and sell everything we had. And we thought there's no way we're going to pay somebody 40% commission. That's stupid. Like whenever, again, whenever we're first talking about it, we're talking all this smack, like we're going to do that. <laughs> And, and we're like, that's stupid. 40% commission. That's just going to be, that's like five grand. We, we're not going to pay somebody five grand. And then we started going through it and we were mm-hmm. like, how do we price? I mean, how do we mm-hmm. price your Christmas ornaments? I, it's just, there's just so much stuff. And, um, and they go through and they did it all. They sorted everything. They priced it. They lit, labeled it. We just had to get a hotel room and get out of the house for 40 years. See, see, that's one thing. I, you just reminded me of something else I would struggle with. Because every year we get a new ornament. Every one of us in our family, we get a new ornament. Like we have a tree that's dedicated to personal ornaments only. Yes. And <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting sad just thinking yeah. about it. I went through and um, we, did the, we did the same thing. And I... Pulled out. I pulled out. I said I was going to keep ten percent of the ornaments I had, and so I pulled out my ten percent most important ones, and I've got those packed to take down there. But um, um, the rest we sold or we donated, mm-hmm. and um, we made af- after the after the estate agent was done. Uh, they packed everything for us, and as they were packing, they typed out a list of uh, for us descriptions of what we had left. We sent it all to donation and then we got our receipt for Goodwill. Mm-hmm. And um, and then next year on our taxes, we can itemize those. And I'll okay. tell you, like a man's long sleeve dress shirt um, with the state of Oklahoma is a $10 tax credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we know Oklahoma's. <laughs> so you add up like 5,000 <laughs> units of things that you've donated. It's going to be a great tax write-off next year. So Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, Missy just is saying, hey, and Arla was on here earlier saying, hey, girl, hey. And I just yes. wanted to thank them for that retreat again. It was amazing connecting us women together, and I'm super thankful. Yeah, thanks, every- thanks everybody. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so did you have a blast at the retreat? Let's, I, I know that was the first time we met. Is that the first time you had ever like went out by yourself? Um, in my past life, I've done things on my own, but this is the first time. Um, my husband's always out there tinkering and doing things to it. So I feel yeah. like every time I get in it, 
there's something different, like it's change or layout. Like I'm a person that like I said it and forget it one and done. This is the way it's going to be for the rep forever. But yeah. he likes to go in there and perfect it and change it and make it better and all that. That's so, me and my husband to a T. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, going out and using it, you know, I, I really told him, I was like, I want to go a to get to meet other, other women in the industry that yeah. I can help connect with. And, um, and B just to practice using, using the gear. Mm -hmm. And, um, because if there's some kind of, if there's an emergency situation or something, it's, it's always prepare to self-rescue, right? Like right. You, you have to be able to figure it out and get out on your own if you have to. So the best way to do it is to practice. So, um, uh, I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. I did too. And I'm telling you, the I loved all the ladies there, no matter how hot it was. It was great. The river was like a saving grace. So it was fantastic. And I awesome. slept great at night. It was wonderful. So, yeah. well, I had the air conditioner. So that's pretty good too. <laughs> yes. I was a little jealous. I will say. Yeah. Well, I will say I, we're, I'm going to be going to overlanding the red. Um, that's going to be happening in October. And I'm going to be going by myself to that too. And I literally will only know Sydney Pope and maybe a couple other ladies there, but it's like, it's a all, it's men and women. So that's going to be really getting me out of my comfort zone, just being around these people that I have no idea who they are. Um, but that's one of the reasons, like you said, and I think your husband probably goes out there and perfects things because he has experience with it. He has been able to do that kind of stuff. So I think the more like used to things that you get, I think you'll start learning things that you want to adjust to. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I did come out with some some takeaways and, and some feedback for him. Uh, we had just got done setting up um, our second battery system. So it was the first time we had tested out. And I told him when I got back, I was like, guess what? I only that the, the forerunner sat for three, three and days. a half days. Yeah. Um, three and a half days. And I kept that refrigerator going the whole time. And I only started the vehicle for an hour. So um, between the between our second battery that we had in the forerunner and then our goal zero pack, I was able to keep the refrigerator going. So for me, I was like really happy. I gave him some great feedback on it because it was the first time we had had taken it out with the with the uh, second battery system and, and got yeah. to experience that. So it was good. Yeah, that's awesome. I was able to, we had a lot of power. Like I had, I think two power stations and I had to take one to the, one of the bathrooms because it's, I started getting worried about that. But then coming, finding out later that the fridge battery doesn't really depict like an accurate, like it's, it could keep going. It's just an, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a guesstimate, I guess is what he said. But um, I started getting worried because that started going down and you know how we are. We want to make sure that we have plenty of power for that fridge and all the things because you're just not used to it. So I, I yeah. left there feeling so much confident because I had never, I practiced at home before we went out, you know, setting up my tent and that kind of thing, um, doing all of those things. Um, but I never actually had to do it by myself. And so I left and I was just like, Okay, if I ever go camping now, I can do all of this myself without just sitting in a chair while waiting on Matt. Like I can help. Yes. And I think that's that's the best. Yeah. I mean, just just to know the rigs and the tools and mm -hmm. all that. Um, 
I know uh, typically, I, I don't know if you and your husband do this, but um, we'll, we each have roles, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'll set up the, the tent and, uh, and he'll set up the kitchen. And then um, he actually usually cooks. <laughs> and then so I just my husband. Yeah. And, and then I'll usually clean up. So yeah, um, it was, it was really good. I, I just really enjoyed it. It was very, uh, it, I, I want to say empowering, but it just felt good to be able yeah. to go out and do it and, um, and, and just do it on your own. Just enjoy oh, yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, totally. It was a blast. So are you, you are shipping then your vehicle to Costa Rica? Like, how does that, how does <laughs> no, that work? we're, 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 um, so on July 25th, five days, I had to look down at my, my date real quick on my computer. Uh, in five days, we're actually, we're flying. So um, my daughter, myself, and Jeff are all flying. And then on the 26th, we're getting fingerprinted for residency. And then on the 27th, Jeff is actually flying back to the States. And then him and a friend are going to drive from here down to Costa Rica. They're driving the whole way. Oh, wow. Yeah. How, so, many, how long will that drive be? Um, we're estimating anywhere between 17 and 21 days, depending on how the border crossings go, because he's got six different countries to go through. So, um, uh, the border crossings can, you know, could be a couple hours or it could be eight hours. It just depends on what's going on at the borders at the time they get there. Wow. Are there any concerns as far as safety goes when that, with that whole crossing? And I, and I just want to say, Matt, Matt came on here and said, Kara's role was wrangle the puppy. My role is everything else, which is easier. <laughs> so that's so true lately. Goose is a mess. He's, he's, he's a full growing up though. Yeah. He's gotten bigger and he's a, he's like a lug. Like <laughs> anyways. Wrangle the puppy. Yeah. I love pretty much I life. love Goose. He's so adorable. There's a patch coming soon. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, we've had we've had some um that's actually what our parents' biggest fear is. They're like, oh my gosh, you're gonna get you're gonna get stolen by the cartel and <laughs> we're gonna find your arm in the lake. We don't Is this the same dad that took you everywhere? No, he's fine with me going. Oh yeah, he's cool. <laughs> the, other, the other three. And 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 it's like with everything you do, you have to do your research and you have to know where activity is and where it's not. And um, uh, we've talked with uh, several people that have just driven through Central America and what routes are best. Um, we actually um, are on a couple of Facebook pages, um, overlanding through Mexico, things like that. And they actually are um, it's it's such great information because it's real time information and they're, okay. they they the um, fake roadblocks and what the people look like and what they're asking for. So we're already prepared for all that information um, whenever it does happen. So if there is a roadblock or somebody tries to pull us over with that description, you just keep driving. Just, just ignore them. Just keep driving. Don't stop. <laughs> and that's terrifying me. Yeah. But the worst that really will happen, and this is from my experience when I was younger is you get pulled over and they're like, give me a hundred bucks. And you're like, I don't have a hundred bucks. And then it's a game. It's, it's a mind game. Yeah, so cool. it's like, okay, so who's the bigger inconvenience right now? They're trying to make it, they're trying to make themselves a bigger, bigger inconvenience for you as a traveler. If you're an overlander, yeah. you don't, what do you have the most of? Yeah. It's not money. You got the most of time. And yeah. so guess what you're going to do? Pop out your lunch. 
sit around, offer them a cerveza. You don't think they're going to cut off an arm in the process? Nah. Nope. Offer them a cerveza. Tell them you got five bucks. Wait four <laughs> hours. You're through. Like it's, it's really, it really is that simple. And they're just, here's the other thing, knowing and understanding the culture, they're just trying to get a little bit extra money to feed their family. Yeah. They're people too. And so, so um, there are a drug cartel. There is things like that, that happens. It's no different than driving through. Um, I, I can't, I, driving through a bad part of Dallas or LA or Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's no different. You just have to know where do you drive through or where do you not drive through? What do you drive yeah, around? That's true. And that's it. So um, it's, uh, it, it really is that simple. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. No, it just, I, I think it's just so scary because here we can, I feel like, here I feel like we, we have more control because we can avoid, we know that education and where we need to go and where we don't need to go. But for Mexico, a lot of, of to that is unknown. Like we don't know the area. We are not the locals. Um, and I wouldn't say that we're locals in the bad part of Dallas either, you know, and I'm just using your example um, yeah. or Houston or anywhere, you know, there's places everywhere. I'm not just picking on Dallas. Um, <laughs> but um, I think that's, the, the scary part is that we just don't know. There's so many movies or so much TV about the cartel and everything. And like, you immediately think you're getting killed. You're getting your kidney taken out. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you just have to, um, you have to own the situation. You have to, uh, speaking the language does help. Oh, but for sure. Not, I'm sure that's going to help y'all. Yeah. It's, it's not necessary. And you just have to be confident on the moves that you make. And again, when it comes down to it, just remember that they have families they're going home to and they're trying to get some extra money to feed them. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, maybe his wife has, he has anniversaries, forgot to get her present. Who knows? Yeah. So um, it's just, it's just one of those things that you have to try to take it in stride and remember that we aren't pressed for time and we can just go. And yeah. if we have to, if we have to stop at a fake checkpoint, for four or five hours. And that's just what you end up doing. And that's why the timeline is 17 to 24 days because things can come up. Um, right now, um, I think it's in Guatemala. It's really difficult to drive through at all because um, there's protests that are happening and they typically will barricade the highways and you can't get through. Um, they'll, they'll put tie or uh, railroad ties down and, and light them on fire and stuff like that. Like you can't yeah. get you can't cross. You can't go through. And you just have to wait. You just pull out your tent and, like I said, open up a can of beer and sit down. And <laughs> like, and, and, and that's just wild. It's just, that's just so wild to even think of. Like, well, for my think, mind to grasp. Yeah. If you think about a good comparison, if, um, a lot of the um, recently here in the US, a lot of the truckers have been protesting by stopping in the middle of the highways. It's, it's very similar to that. Like um, whenever the government's not doing something right, the best way to hurt the heart of a country is to stop its infrastructure. And, um, and there's not a lot of highways in these small countries. There's two or three main highways that are paved and it's easy to block and um, they can get results fast. So um, again, it's just part of the politics and how you got to ebb and flow. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not ever felt unsafe or, um, or uh, uncomfortable 
mm-hmm. I felt more unsafe and uncomfortable in cities here in the U.S. than anywhere. Yeah. Well, and I think you have, I think you definitely have an upper hand advantage on the normal person going to out of, out of the country because you can speak the language. Like I, I can, I can very speak very little. Um, and it's just mostly stuff that like Dora has taught me. So it wouldn't get me very far. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I, um, I have a fun fact for you. Oh, what? Okay. I don't know if anybody that's listening has knows this or not. You have to put it in the chat. Okay. You know that in Spain, Dora teaches English. Oh, really? Yes. Is her name still Dora? Yes. I guess it could be. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. She speaks English. So she she teaches um, people that live in Spain English. (laughs) So Dora is like a world traveler. Yes, she is. (laughs) That's awesome. I didn't know that. It's my fun lesson on Wednesday. Fun lesson on Wednesday. So what was the timeline for you guys? You, you decided you wanted to do this. So like, how, how did it, how did all that go? So we sat down about three years ago. Uh, well, 2019, we sat yeah, down and you got the house in Costa Rica in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, 2019, we sat down and really dug in and, and looked at our finances and said, okay, what debt can we pay off over the next few years? And our goal was when our youngest graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she turned 18 and, um, and I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, quit working that last year she was a senior. So, um, mm-hmm. it was a six year plan. So I, like I said, I had my fun little BMW M3, loved driving <laughs> that sucker around, had too many speeding tickets. And, um, and we were like, okay, so what's, what's the vehicle we're going to take? So that was our first decision. And, um, and we looked at uh, Subarus, we looked at Toyotas, and uh, we looked at Jeeps. And um, although we love the Subaru, it wasn't a great platform for worldwide recognition to get it fixed. Um, we looked at Jeeps, but they weren't quite big enough for us. So then we went to Toyotas. That's where we defined between a Tacoma or a 4Runner and what we wanted it to do for us. So we chose the 4Runner to be the best platform traded in my car, got the forerunner, started outfitting that. And then in the same process, um, we purchased the house in Costa Rica and, um, and just started setting those things in place. Well, with the economy the way it is and the housing uh, industry the way it was, it's, I know it's cooled off a bit. Um, we knew we were going to be able to bank about twice as much as we normally would. On your house, yeah. Or even if we waited three or four more years, if the recession hit, it might have we might not have even gotten as much. So right. selling the house now was a great idea. And then we also had a second forerunner. <laughs> and really? that was paid off and we were able to sell it um, and get a really nice chunk because you yeah. know there, there wasn't that many vehicles either. Yeah. So we were able to capitalize on that. Um and just with the acceleration of my health and, and not, not doing as good as I have been doing in the last five or six years or so, um, that's, that was kind of the, the perfect storm that created a, an ability to sell of our, all Let's of our, to maximize our liquidity. Yep. So you got the house in 2020 and then did you decide like, what made you think, you know, what July the 25th of 2022, we're going to hit the road, Jack. The date happened. Yeah. So, um, we went to, we went to Portugal and Spain, uh, in February, March of this year and um, had just a wonderful time. 
we were flying back and like i was almost i, I was seriously almost in tears i'm like i don't want to go back to work two yeah. weeks is not long enough i need more time and uh jeff's like just hello joey jeff's like just quit just leave i'm like i can't do that dude and <laughs> so uh, i was like i need a spreadsheet so <laughs> He did a spreadsheet, like mapped it all out, looked at the liquidity of what we thought we could get for all of our assets. And um, and then uh, I, I said, OK, well, I think I can work till July, okay. like July 5th. Let's do July 5th. And as we got progressing, I'm like, I don't know if I can make it another four weeks. So I backed it up to June 3rd. Um, we thought we could financially pull it off because we sold our house for so much more than what we thought we were going to sell it for. And, uh, and then right now from the 5th to the 25th our um, we had a Spanish exchange student come to us, uh, three years ago and she lived with us for a year Okay. and she's actually here visiting us from Spain right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, we have been trying to get her here for three years, but because mm -hmm. of COVID either her country was locked down or the U S was locked down mm -hmm. and, um, and we couldn't, we couldn't get her here. And so it's her first chance to get back to the U.S. since she's left. And so we are hosting her right now. So At an Airbnb. At an Airbnb. <laughs> so um, we are letting her enjoy all the joys of the Oklahoma summer. There's and so much joy in that, let me tell you. I know. Let me tell you, her goal is like Chick-fil-A, <laughs> cookie dough, and swimming. Like, that's what we're doing. So that um, sounds like an amazing time. Yeah, they don't have, they don't really, they don't sell cookie dough in the tub in Spain. So she loves that. Or Chick-fil-A. I'm sure there's not a Chick-fil-A. Nope. And that's the Lord's chicken right there. Yeah. And so we've been doing a lot of all of that. So um, she actually flies out uh, two hours before we leave on July 25th. Wow. I And I see, I see that. And I think I'm a Christian and I think God just made it to where you could have this time off. With her, she was able to get here for one thing. That's a huge, you know, blessing in itself. And then you're able to be off and then she's leaving right before you leave. Like the timing of it seems like it was just planned out. I, I do. I do. I feel the same way too, Kara. Like um, uh, things happen for a reason. And, um, and, and going, having an opportunity to go to Spain and visit her and her family and see how happy they were. And they, it's just a different lifestyle there. Yeah. Again, you aren't living to work. Um, you live for family and you live for travel. And, um, it just like, it just really hammered into my head real hard at that point. And, yeah. um, and it did, it worked out and I'm really lucky for that. Um, Starbucks is an amazing company amazing but it just falls with the american standard of how hard you have to work yeah. to be able to sustain and um and i just i just wasn't willing to do that anymore i needed to make a mind shift so yeah well i'm super <laughs> i'm super proud of you because that's a huge i mean to put the pencil to the paper and to actually get going on it it's really hard and i think once you get over there you'll you'll be like it was like I worried for nothing. And here it is, this great, like I should have done this a long time ago. But it's in this process of not knowing and planning and ironing out the details and letting go of some things that you're, you're, it's, it's a struggle. 
Yeah. And I, it does help because, you know, there's been a few people, I, I don't I, literally less than I can count on my hand. Um, the amount of people that I know that have done a big change like this, mm -hmm. but I can say that every single one of them did not regret it. Oh yeah. And, and uh, I just, the worst thing, the worst that's going to happen is that I'm not happy there either. And, and then you can back. just come back. Yeah. Like it's not, it's life. Yeah. It's and I think, I think that's where people think that, that you're just, then you're stuck. No, you, you, you have a choice. You can change and you can like, if you are not happy where you are, you just leave. Like we went, we met Barry Bonds um, at Expo Pacific Northwest. He's an amazing guy. That. Insane. He came up to us and he was like, you don't know who I am, but I know who you are. And I was like, you're right. I don't. Who are you? And then he told me and I was like, cool, walk away. Like, I still didn't know who he was. Like, Barry Bonds does not <laughs> pop up in my head. Like, if you were like Matthew McConaughey, I know who you are. Yes, I do. But I did not know who Barry Bonds was. But anyways, he, he said that he was never a camper. Like, and he was just like, a guy asked him all these questions. And if he could only say check or not check. And was asking me, like, have you ever wanted to travel and to see the world? Check. You know, he's like, have you ever went to a restaurant you didn't like what they served you and you left check he's like you can always just go a different way like there's not the roadblocks we make are in our heads like you can always just pivot yes yes yeah and it's just it's it's opposite of what our culture tells us our oh culture yeah tells us to settle down grow deep roots, mm -hmm. um, don't move, stay and true. Stri strive until you are happy and successful. And we are constantly striving to be happy or successful at something rather than with who we are. And we will never be happy with a thing until we're happy with ourselves. Yeah. Yep. That's the hardest <laughs> thing is finding your, your self happiness. Like, what does it mean? Some yeah. people, it does mean working hard. And mm -hmm. uh, really being in, involved in, uh, in the corporate, yeah, yeah, the corporate world and that kind of thing. Some people are just happy, like sitting in a nook and reading a book all day. Like yeah. it's just completely different for each individual. It doesn't fit. It's not a one size fits all. So no, you know. and I think that's beautiful. That's what's beautiful about it. We can all be different. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So you're leaving the 25th, getting fingerprinted on the 27th. Then, like, going into your home, setting it up, waiting for your husband to get there with a the vehicle. What are, how are you feeling your days there? Uh, so, right now, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to focus on my daughter. And uh, she starts school down there September 5th. So, we have about a month to, to get situated. Um, one of the things that I committed myself to doing was to really focus on my health, both um, what I am putting into my mouth yeah. <laughs> and what I am working on with my muscles. Yeah. And, um, and so those are the two big things um, uh, is working out every day in some way and eating healthy, um, really trying to work on the holistic foods, change my diet um, again. Yeah. Uh, we have so much access to food here in America, but it's so easy to find, to get it. We don't always know what's in it. And um, truly in Costa Rica, it you literally reach outside, pick a mango off the tree and consume it. Yeah. Um, 
and and you know what you're eating. And so yeah. I'm really looking forward to that and and just getting healthier. Um, and then uh, the first the first break that Taylor gets, um, we're already talking about uh, um, taking a not a big trip, but hitting Panama or uh, Nicaragua, either north or south of the border of Costa Rica, mm -hmm. and um, starting to get those starting to get those stamps. So, um, so exciting. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll do that. And then, um, when my daughter is on her, her long summer break, um, she'll, she'll come back to the U S to visit her dad. And, uh, Jeff and I are going to take some, we'll take big trips. So we'll, we'll either with or without bluebell right now. Um, mm -hmm. we'll take some big trips. We, I mean, we can fly direct from San Jose to basically anywhere in South, South America for, less than two or three hundred dollars each round trip. So okay. gotcha. Yeah. We went so we went to Costa Rica. We we got to go because of Matt's company whenever he was actually working at sales. They mm -hmm. sent us we got to go to Guanacost, I think is where it was at. Mm -hmm. Um it's like all shell beach. The belt the beach was like full of shells or whatever. But um we actually had a special day where we went um we hired someone local to do like an excursion. So we went to Arenal and got to see the area around like the volcano and got to hold a sloth and do kind of those things. Um, so one of the pictures that you had sent over, I have to ask, is this in Costa Rica? Because I feel like I've seen this waterfall, but like we have to climb steps down. Yes. So there are tons and tons of waterfalls. Yes. This particular one, um, we were over by Arenal. And um, uh, we were leaving and we were at, we stopped by a, a brewery and the guy was from Georgia, I think that owned it. Random. And, and Georgia, the state, not the country. Right. And, and he, um, we said, hey, is there, is there anything around here that we should go see? You're around here. You're in Costa Rica, child. Yeah. But, but like, I, we didn't, we, we try not to do like, I, I, I want to hit the touristy spots, but it's more like, oh, there's the Eiffel Tower. It's so beautiful. Okay, let's go. Let's find a cafe. Yes. So, um, so it, we we at, we were like, okay. So we saw Arenal. We saw La Fortuna. Um, mm -hmm. that, like, that's what I thought this was. Is La Fortuna? No, it I, it doesn't even have a name. It's okay. um, he said, go down this road, turn where you see this tree right <laughs> there, right. and then you'll see up on your left an old entry. Climb the fence. And it's about a kilometer and a half down. It says no trespassing, but just keep going. It's fine. So that's what we did. <laughs> that's and awesome. You're fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. So um, it was free and we took some time and we swam and it was just Jeff and I. Uh, nobody was around because I don't think we we're supposed to be there. Well, it's not a touristy but, place. Yeah. Yeah. But a, a local guy told us um, to go uh, to go check it out and we found it. Yeah. So it was a really great, uh, spontaneous, fun, just a beautiful place to go. And um, I don't know what it's called. I did I did ping it on my Google Maps so that yeah. I would remember where it was later. So are you going to be centrally? Or are you going to be where are you located? Don't give away. I don't want to know you like your address or anything. You can tell me. Oh, well, it's, it's fine. I can tell you the town. It's Hako. Um, it's a, it's a surf community. Um, it's on the Pacific side, um, about mid country. And, um, it's the, um, it's, it's the best surfing in this, in the mm -hmm. country. 
And um, so I'm hoping to do some surfing and stuff like that. But um, I was going to pull up and see what the, how do you spell it? H? J-A-C-O. Oh, J-A-C-O. And it's it's a surfing community. It's a family community. It's a party town. Um, (laughs) It's awesome. It's a little of everything. There's a lot of yogis that go there. Okay. Um, so it's three hours from Guanacast. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. That's, so that's because that's where we were at. Okay. I'll, I have to see it on the map. So are you going to be able to use like Gaia and all those things while mm-hmm. you're in Costa Rica? Does all of that, is there off-road stuff? Oh, man. Yes, what? there is. There's all kinds of off-road places. Um, you could actually go there. Uh I can't remember if, if somebody wants to know what it is, they can reach out to me. Um, I'll give my stuff at the end. Uh, okay. But, but um, there is a place where you can actually just fly in and you can get anything from a land cruiser to a Jimny and it's completely outfitted for you and you can go over landing. Uh, That'd be way cool. Costa Rica. So, I don't even know what a Jimny is. What is that? It's like a Suzuki Samurai. Oh, Okay. Okay, that would be fun. They still still produce them down there. And (laughs) so cute. (laughs) Gotcha. That sounds so much fun. So Hyde's Overland Adventures has, what's living cost? And he had mentioned it, I know, compared to in Oklahoma. What's the cost of living over in? Oh, man. It's so amazing. Um, uh, We're anticipating our cost to be about $1,500 a month. Um, that doesn't include housing because we did we did purchase our home already. So um, you can rent a really nice three bedroom, two bath Tico type home for between two hundred and fifty and five hundred a month. That's crazy. And um, and so fifteen hundred will get us any anything we need. Um, and here in Oklahoma, uh, the house that we had and everything, we were about ten thousand a month. Yeah. So and depending on what you splurge on and what you don't. Exactly. Yeah. Over there, there's like just the you splurge on outdoor stuff. So it's it's all about the outdoors there. If you do something, it's outdoors. There the locals are into the sunsets. You go down to the beach and you it's the Pura Vida lifestyle. Yes, you bring a, a six pack of Imperial and um, you sit there on the beach and you watch the sunset. That's what Are you, you do. Snorkel, you can do. There's just, I mean, compared to Oklahoma, man, <laughs> that's, that's a lot. It's living a dream to go to Costa Rica. Costa Rica is beautiful. Yeah, there's there's a lot to do there. A lot to do. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited. It's going to be completely different. Completely yeah. different. I'm so happy for you. And I appreciate you coming on. I know we were supposed to meet on Monday, but it was crazy for, it was, it was the Mondayest of Mondays ever. So I appreciate you for coming on today for us. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. So tell everybody where they can meet up with you or they can message you to find out all of the ins and outs and to follow along on your journey. Cause I assume that you're going to be sharing all this. Yes. So uh, we we have already started. So our Instagram is our main focus for telling our story. Um, and that is at Pura Vida Journeys. It's P-U-R-A-V-I-D-A. Just like the bracelets, if you have any. Yes, just like the bracelets. <laughs> J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-S. And um, that's my husband's um, Instagram. <laughs> 
but uh, him and I both share kind of the posting and the pictures. And then I have an Instagram that's Mrs. Pura Vida Journeys. <laughs> and, um, but it's not quite as focused on just, um, just the forerunner. I sometimes post random stuff on there. Um, yeah. and, uh, and then my husband has a blog, which is at Pura Vida Journeys. So everything is branded for that same line and everything's connected. So if you follow on Instagram, you'll be able to connect to all the other links in the bio. So um, it makes it really easy. But um, yeah, uh, we're we're excited. Um, we're trying to post every day now, just things that we're doing or going through. But if anybody has any questions or just curious, we love to share. And we'll, we'll give you the real. Like, we've had a lot of days of crying. And or yeah. me, not my husband, but yeah. me. Um, a lot of days of crying and, 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 uh, wondering if this is the right thing, but uh, I was going to ask you, what was the, what's been the hardest? The last day walking out of our house. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had it built. Like we had the house built cause for what we thought we wanted, but yeah. we've already moved past what we had. So, um, I'm okay now though. I feel great. <laughs> yeah. So it's just that, that was, I the think hardest the hardest days are going to come like saying goodbye to your kiddos and yeah, this, this week is tough. We did a family dinner last night and then, um, on Friday we are, um, having to get together at the patriarch here in Edmond. I and know. I wish we could come. Everybody's invited, but I'm also nervous about that. It's super casual. Come have a beer with us, hang out, yeah. ask questions. Um, we don't have any, we did not plan anything. Like it's not a formal party or anything, but just like, it's get just a hug in. Yeah, so I'm sure I'm sure I'll have some tears that night too, but it'll be yeah. okay. <laughs> oh well, you're a brave soul, and I admire it. I I can't wait. I I, I would love to go, and I'm glad you're going to be there because now I'll have a point of contact and be like, let's go to Costa Rica. Yes, absolutely. And again, our doors open just like it was in Oklahoma, which is not as attractive to go to. Um, our doors, our I doors. mean, everybody's got to drive through there to get to someplace. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Our door is always open. And we mean that truly. Um, even if we don't know you very well and you're in Costa Rica and you need help, we will be there for you. So our motto is to help help others where they may need the most support. And if it, even if it's just a question like where do, where do you go to have a good beer or to watch a sunset to help, I'm stranded on the side of the road. And I don't know what to do. Yeah, we're always there. So, um, and we mean that from our hearts. If you need a place to crash, we're there. So, y'all um, are amazing people. Thank you. I can't wait to follow along on the blog. I hope he keeps that up while he's doing um, all of his going through the different countries. Yeah, he, I, I want to know what how that's like. We set up a plan. I think he's going to. Um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to edit the pictures while he's traveling and then he's going to write at night and then I'm going to post them for him. So oh, um, I'm going to kind of do a tag team with the posting and that kind of thing. So, and I just saw on his, that's puravitajourneys.org. So yes. Where he, we can go. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's his blog. Sweet. I'm excited. Yep. Well, thanks for coming on. I hope you have the greatest trip. And I hope that you're able to definitely heal over there mostly. So I hope so too. I, I see people, I don't, I never see a person sad there. No. They're so happy and it's pure. Puerto Vida is definitely the motto they live by. Uh, and yes. They don't have yeah. a lot, but they're happy. 
Oh yeah. That's, I mean, then that's what, that you don't need a lot to be happy. It's anyways, that's a whole nother Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you have a great day. And again, I appreciate you and I love you, girl. You, you've been Thanks, amazing. Yeah. It's wonderful. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Have a great afternoon. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. <laughs> Bye. Bye.